1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day. Now remember, Ziklag is the town that David occupied that the Canaanites were in, but the Israelites should have been in. And from that point on, it always became an Israelite town. He came to Ziklag on the third day of his travels, leaving the battle that Saul was going to fight with the Philistines, that the Amalekites had made a raid upon the south and upon Ziklag and had smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. The Amalekites are other pagans, and they have attacked the Philistines in Ziklag. David has now seen that this city is on fire, and that's the city that he was staying in. Two, and had taken captive the woman and all that were therein, both small and great. They slew not any, but carried them off and went their way. They took the women, kind of like POWs, but obviously they're going to marry the women. And these women include the wives of David's 600 soldiers, so that would upset them a lot. 3. And when David and his men came to the city, behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. 4. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept, until they had no more power to weep. They cried themselves into exhaustion. They were so sad. It's okay to cry. It's even okay for men to cry, especially when we're crying unto the Lord for help. Sorrow is not a sin. Only fear is. 5. And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. Now remember, she's a widow of Nabal. She isn't still married to him. She's only married to David. 6. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And that's what we need to do. When we're full of sorrow, we need to strengthen ourselves in the Lord and know that we can trust him and that he will help us. David's own men wanted to stone him because their wives and children were missing. But David trusted the Lord. 7. And David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech. Now remember, Abiathar is the one who escaped, who Saul tried to kill. He was the priest who escaped, and he went to David for protection and became David's priest. David said to Abiathar, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. The ephod is the priestly apron. What goes over the ephod is the breastplate. And it could be a lot of times when they say ephod, they really mean the ephod and the breastplate because they can't get an answer from God without the breastplate lighting up. So I believe that whenever it says, bring me the ephod, it means bring me the ephod and the breastplate. 8. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and shalt without fail recover all. God has told David, Yes, go down and hunt these Amalekites, and get your women and children back. I'm going to give you victory. 9. So David went, he and the six hundred men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those that were left behind stayed. That would be where the men who have the equipment stayed to protect the equipment. 10. But David pursued he and 400 men, for 200 stayed behind who were so faint that they could not go over the brook Besor. They hadn't eaten in a long time because they traveled for three days to get to Ziklag. And then when they got to Ziklag, the whole town was burned and all of their women were gone, which meant their food was gone as well. So they didn't get to eat when they got there. Then they traveled to the Brook Besor. There's 200 men who can't go any further because they're at death's door from probably dehydration and lack of food. He left them to guard the equipment, and he left over equipment that the men didn't need. And he took 400 to keep fighting.
11. And they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread and he did eat and they gave him water to drink. They had to feed him and give him water so that he could talk because he also was at death's door. 12. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came back to him for he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. 13. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou, and whence art thou? And he said, I am a young Egyptian, servant to an Amalekite, and my master left me, because three days ago I fell sick. The Amalekite army, they had an Egyptian slave with them, and the master of that slave, who was a member of the army, left this slave behind because he was too sick to continue. 14. We made a raid upon the south of the Cherethites, and upon that which belongeth to Judah, and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. So he's telling them what all the Amalekites have done in recent days against both the pagans and the Israelites. 15. And David said to him, Wilt thou bring me down to this troop? Meaning, the Egyptian knows where the Amalekites are, and he said, Will you take me to their camp? And he said, Swear unto me by God that thou wilt neither kill me nor deliver me up into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this troop. The Egyptian is saying, If you promise to protect me so that the Amalekites won't kill me for giving them away, then I will show you where they are. The Egyptian, because he's a slave, he's not really loyal to the Amalekites because after all, they stole him from Egypt. 16. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad over all the ground, eating and drinking and feasting because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. All the food is with the Amalekites because they raided Ziklag and places in Judah to get that food. And that's why David's men are starving and the Egyptian was starving. 17. And David smote them from the twilight, even unto the evening of the next day. So for 24 hours, David and his 400 men killed Amalekites. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men who rode upon camels and fled. The only reason that th that 400 Amalekites got away was because they had camels. Otherwise, they wouldn't have survived. 18. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken, and David rescued his two wives. 19. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David brought back all. That means that all of the soldiers' property, women, and children were all reclaimed. Nothing was lost. And that's because of God. Because you know it had to be a miracle that not one of those people died and none of the property had already been robbed. 20. And David took all the flocks and herds which they drove before those other cattle and said, This is David's spoil. The Amalekites had robbed Judah, Israel, and the Philistines of cattle, and David took the cattle back, and he said, This will be my spoil. And he does deserve it since he's the one who got it back. 21. And David came to the two hundred men who were so faint that they could not follow David, whom also they had made to abide at the brook Besor. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. David's intention is to reward the faint soldiers with their women and children and all of their property back and give them food because they would have loved to fight, but they couldn't. They weren't cowards and they weren't lazy. The only reason they didn't fight with the other 400 was because they were half dead and they couldn't go any further. So he wants to reward them. 
22 then answered all the wicked men and base fellows of those that went with David and said, Because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoil that we have recovered, save to every man his wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. The selfish, wicked soldiers that fought with David said, All they deserve back is their own women and children, but they shouldn't get any cattle or any food or any property back because they didn't fight. But they're being evil by saying this because the 200 never refused to fight and they didn't run from battle. They simply couldn't go forward because they were so hungry. 23 Then David said, Ye shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord hath given unto us, who hath preserved us, and delivered the troop that came against us into our hand. 24 And who will hearken unto you in this matter? For as is the share of him that goeth down to the battle, so shall be the share of him that tarrieth by the baggage. They shall share alike. David is setting a precedent, and he's saying, Under my leadership, the men who stay with the baggage and the equipment will always get to partake in the spoils of war because we need somebody to stay with the baggage and they're not being cowards. They're only doing it because they're either told that they have to or because they can't go forward. They will always be rewarded equally. It's all for one and one for all is what David is saying because next time it could be you who is with the baggage. 25 And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statue and an ordinance for Israel unto this day. David is the one who made it a rule that whenever soldiers fight, the spoils will get shared with the soldiers that stay with the equipment. And it might rotate around because at the next battle, different soldiers might be with the equipment. 26. And when David came to Ziklag, he sent of the spoil unto the elders of Judah, even to his friends, saying, Behold, a present for you of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. He totally loves his fellow Israelites. He gave them part of the spoil that he had taken from the Amalekites, but of course the Amalekites took it from Judah first. So he's saying, I've won back what you lost. 27. To them that were in Bethel, and to them that were in Ramoth of the south, and to them that were in Jatar. Now they're also his brothers, because he is a Judeite. He is also from the tribe of Judah. 28. And to them that were in Aror, and to them that were in Sifmoth, and to them that were in Eshtemoah. 29. And to them that were in Rakal, and to them that were in the cities of the Jeremielites, and to them that were in the cities of the Kenites. 30. And to them that were in Hormah, and to them that were in Boreshon, and to them that were in Athak. 31. And to them that were in Hebron, and to all the places where David himself and his men were wont to haunt. That's 13 cities total, plus some other places that David liked to hang out at. So he's building allegiance to him by having recovered spoils and given them to the people of Judah. This means that people in Judah will be behind David when he becomes king, or maybe even before he becomes king, that they're already going to like him a lot because he has given them back some of what the Amalekites took from them. And that concludes 1 Samuel chapter 30.